Good morning, everyone. This is Judith I hope You're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Uh, happy Wednesday. So, you know, poof, we're in the middle of April <laughs> already. Time is just zooming along. Uh, that Johnson & Johnson vaccine seems to be a cause of concern. Uh, I just hope everybody uh, is well and doesn't have a whole bunch of issues from any of the vaccines, but especially uh, now we know the Johnson Johnson vaccine is causing blood clots in people, which is only going to make other people double down, which is, you know, that's fine. If you didn't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. I mean, it just is what it is. Um, I was hesitant at first, but not so much because I was afraid of the vaccine or the concept of the vaccine. I just didn't want to be first. You know what I mean? Like, I'm nobody's guinea pig. Just let me know. But I wound up getting it quite early in the process. And I prayed about it because that's what I do when things get tough. Uh, When things don't make sense to me, I just, you know, I have to seek higher knowledge. (laughs) So that's what I did. In fact, I remember the first... uh, shot I got, I was just, I said something like, okay, God, or God, or something. I I definitely took it to God right as the needle entered my arm, Um, because it's not something I take lightly. I'm very serious about what goes into my body, and uh, yeah, anyway, I'm just trying to send positive energy out into the universe. We obviously have never dealt with anything quite like this. At, at such a contagious level, at such a um, global level, and uh, you know, we're we're not doing great. We're doing better than we were initially because we actually have some people who want to lead through a crisis in the White House. But I mean, you know, it's still kind of scary, and I think uh, you know, there's still an element of danger there. As much as people want to get past it, as much as people want to talk about going back to work, getting life back to normal, it's never going to be normal. I was talking to a neighbor yesterday, not yesterday, day before yesterday, and I was so happy we were six feet apart. You know, I had on a mask, but he was like talking and spitting, and I was like, oh, God, I'm so glad. Like, I will never not want to be six feet apart. (laughs) I mean, of course, loved ones, uh, you know, so, yeah, somebody I'm in a relationship with, yeah, but like, yo, just randos? No way. So, anyway, I was talking to a coworker yesterday, too. One told me that she listened to the podcast and it brought her to tears, which is so dope. Uh, not because it was bad, but because she felt inspired and motivated and like, that's cool. But you are the one, and we are waiting on you. And you may be applying your great gifts now, it, you, but if you don't acknowledge it, it, you know, be proud of yourselves. That's all. Um, and the other one was taken out of the office in an ambulance. So when I caught up with her, I saw her. I was like, what's going on? She realized she had high blood pressure, and she didn't know it was high. She hadn't been on any medication or anything. And I said, oh, so, you know, you got to change, right? 
And she was like, yes, yes, I got to change what I eat. And I'm like, I'm looking at you. I can tell you don't eat poorly. I was like, so it's probably in your how you think. And do you have a lot of stress? Oh, I don't got no stress. No, nothing's stressing me out. And then she proceeded to say, you know, a couple of super stressful things. And I was like, that's stress. <laughs> uh, anxiety is stress. It's stressful. It's a stressor for your body. Uh, the things you're anxious about, the things you're mad about, the things you're resentful about, those emotions wreak havoc on your body because they cause you to feel a certain way. You know, as a person who uh, who can hold a lot of resentment, I used to be able to. I don't really do that anymore. But I think resentment and sour grapes and being mad, that was a lot of a big part of how I got my diagnosis of high blood pressure because I remember being mad all the time. I remember kicking rocks about everything. Everything was somebody else's fault. Everything made me mad. Everything. And and for me, I grew up in a household where people could get mad at you and stay mad at you for like hours. And so that was conditioning in me like, oh, if you're pissed, then you just be pissed for hours. It didn't, it wasn't uh, demonstrated to me like, oh, I need to close the window on this. You know, I need to shorten the cycle. I, I can't stay mad all day long. It's not healthy and it's not productive. So as I've gotten older, and these are all things I've learned in the last, I would say, six, seven, ten years, um, I've I've recognized behavior and changed it. And you can do it quicker with therapy, a good therapist. But I always was like working on myself. So I figured I could just figure it all out. And I had to get to deep, different layers of uh, things that needed to be healed and improved in my uh, life and in my brain and the way I think. Um, so it's like an ocean. You just go down deeper. And when that level doesn't serve you, you go down to another level. Um, and that's what happened for me. It was like, dude, I'm just holding all this resentment. Didn't get the right job, didn't have the right relationship, didn't have the right friends, didn't have the right money, didn't have anything, everything, didn't have the right car, everything was work. And the only difference between my life uh, then and my life now is the way I think about it. it it's, it's changed everything. <laughs> it's That's the only thing that's different is how I approach it, because you're going to always have the same issues. If your fam- if your family is a stressor for you, you don't get a new family. You get the same people. And so if they stressed you out when you were 20, they're going to stress you out when you're 40. They're going to stress you out when you're 60. You just have to be a different person in the way you deal with it. You can be different. They're not going to change, though. But you can change how you approach your situations, you know, Um and if it's not somebody you can't get away from, uh, you get away from them. You know, if you can, I know that sense make no sense. So say if it's someone you can't get away from, get away from them. If you need to divorce someone, just divorce them. It's not the 40s. It's no one's going to socially stigmatize you because you, you know, married the wrong person or you tried to make a booty call a spouse. Um, get away from them if you can. But if it's like, you know, your mom, your dad, 
<laughs> you know, uh, siblings. If it's people you know you're going to see for the rest of your life, then you just have to change how you deal with them. You have to change your relationship to them. Uh, and maybe that means you move, you know, to Seattle and never visit. I don't know what it looks like for you. But, uh, yeah, you just have to figure it out. Or if you're one of those people who, like me, no matter what, I can't see, you know, abandoning my mom. That's just not who I am. Um, and so you make it work, you know. And like I said, I, I meditate. And it, it has, I've actually gotten better at it because at first I was like this isn't working I always felt like I wasn't in a deep enough meditative state but I always tried I kept trying I kept trying and now I finally found a way to meditate that's effective and it really works I yeah I really feel relaxed and energized through the day and I do it as soon as I wake up and I just kind of go into this trance like state and it's fantastic because we're not really designed to have all the stress. Uh, our bodies don't like it because it's it's the equivalent of being in a constant state of fight or flight. You know, what I mean, you're constantly amped up and your body isn't really designed for that. And the more you do it, the more your body becomes chemically addicted to being in that state. This is some this is some next level stuff that you don't even think about. Your body releases chemicals. Your body has more chemicals in it than a pharmacy. And there's nothing that we can take in the world that we can't really duplicate within our bodies. So um, your body becomes addicted to this rush of chemicals and hormones that get released when you're stressed out. So if you stay in a chronic state of stress... You become physically uh, addicted to being stressed out like that. That's science, baby. So anyway, it's so much deeper than what, what we know. And it's the same with like food. Your body becomes chemically addicted to certain foods because you love them so much. Especially if, you, if you're a stress eater. Imagine that. Uh, immediately you want... I think I got upset about something over the weekend and I could smell roasted potatoes. I wasn't cooking roasted potatoes. I wasn't anywhere near roasted potatoes, but I was upset in the moment. And now, like I said, I, I shut that window quicker, much, much, much quicker. Um, I used to be the person who could stay mad for days, <laughs> which is stupid. Um, but I don't do that anymore. And, uh, so I was only upset for a very short amount of time, but immediately I smelled it. I smelled it. I smelled these roasted potatoes. It was so strange. And I was like, man, the brain is deep because if I had had access to a roasted potato, don't you know, I would have eaten it. And I don't even want potatoes because they're all sugar. I, it was just deep, but it's just something to consider. So like I was saying, she was talking about she didn't have much stress and then she started laying out some really stressful scenarios and it's like that's where your high blood pressure can come from now be compliant take your medication but also now you know what areas to avoid thinking about and stressing over and before you know it because you have such a low dosage you might be off the medication but you know tweak your I mean it's she I don't know that she eats poorly but she might want to watch 
what she eats, but also maybe get more exercise and good sleep. But also, really, it's remove the stress and the stressful people. I think that's the number one key. And then not only does your blood pressure improve, but your whole body improves. And that's my thought on that. And then I was having another conversation uh, with a relative and she is recognizing that she has a super high level of resentment. And I think it's just, it's hard for her to let it go. And here's the thing about resentment. And I think this is partly why I could be so resentful for so long. And it, it, and it was, um, uh, okay for me in my mind. I justified it because I was right. You see what I'm saying? Like, so in your mind, if you're super hostile and super resentful, you feel it's okay because you were right in the situation. And maybe you are right. But resentment is just a waste of really good, high quality energy converted into something low quality because nothing good comes out of resentment. And yeah, you can kick that can down the road for days, weeks, months, years, and you will still be right. You know, you are still justified in that situation, but you've just wasted really valuable time and energy. Things that you could have been focusing on with love and joy, you'd rather be resentful and and kicking rocks and mad. And it, and it doesn't have to be, you know, like I said, you can stay, you can be right. You can be righteous, completely the one you, you were, you made the decisions you made, you stand by that, but you don't have to live in that space. It's really hard to live in resentment because it's just like feeding negative energy and negative thoughts to your body whenever that topic comes up. And if you were like me and a thinker, like I think about things all day, you know, I'll have a conversation. One of my coworkers thinks it's hilarious. We'll have a conversation at like noon and I'll text her at like seven o'clock with a thought on that conversation. (laughs) And I don't know, I can't help it. I think about what people say to me and I really process it. And uh, things bubble back up to the surface later and I'll have a different, uh, a deeper outtake on it at 7 p.m. than I had at noon, you know, because that's just who I am. You know, it's, it's got to marinate, especially if it's something deep. You know, I don't try to, you know, go as deep as possible immediately. And, uh, you know, that's just how I am. And so now that I don't do that for things that upset me, you know, it's so much healthier. But if that was, you know, imagine having that trait when it's something that makes you angry. And if if there's a trigger for you, you know, say uh, you divorce someone, but you all still maintain some of the same friends. So there's a trigger. Oh, I saw so-and-so today, trigger. And so going down that rabbit hole of resentment, you can live there. Who nobody wants to live there. So don't try to live there. Just, you know, when something is hurtful and it or something is upsetting or frustrating, you can still be right. No one's saying that you have to be wrong. And I don't even really use the words right and wrong as, as often as most people. Because to me, situations are either healthy or unhealthy. And you can be right. 
but it's unhealthy to stay living in resentment. So that's my take on that. And I've done it. That's why I can say definitively, like, don't do that. Just try to let it go. Uh, Be the bigger person. And in many cases, you have to be because the other person isn't even on the same level as you are. And they're not paying attention like like that anyway. You're just mad and feeling righteous and they don't even care. (laughs) That's the worst part, which makes you double down. And uh, it's just life is too short for that. You know, anyway, stay interesting, stay engaged. Life is fun. It can be really fun. Um, And whatever it is you think that you're missing, maybe you already have it. Maybe you just are looking in the wrong spots. Maybe you are just feeling some kind of way and you should stop feeling that way. I don't know. If somebody had suggested that to me 15 years ago, I probably would have blown them off. But I would have appreciated the suggestion, you know, because... Again, I can't, you know, you wake up and you're like, wait, I'm in my 50s? What the hell? It just goes quickly. So don't waste any time. Don't waste any time being mad, kicking rocks, feeling self-righteous. It's just not worth it. You were put here for a reason. Enjoy your time here. Enjoy your time here. You're not promised forever. Now, the majority of us are going to live a long time. We're going to be here much longer, but some of us won't. A lot of people thought they were going to have an awesome 2020 and they died. Okay. That is a grim reality. So that's, that's pretty much where we live every day. Like you assume you're going to have more time, but what if you don't? So don't waste any. All right. Be your best.
Ja, okay, das ist ein Marschluck. Okay. 